I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Friday. Lakers win up 3-1 right where Denver wants them. Vegas says no way. Only a 2% chance the Nuggets advance. Boston down 3-1 but favored by 3.5 tonight over Miami. Celtics have been favored every game this series and never by more than this. NFL Week 3, yeah, we'll spend a minute on Thursday night, but we have a trend that I'm going to give you in the first segment that you cannot bet this weekend without. I don't say that lightly. You've got to hear this trend. Here comes a full hour of the Vegas Truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. Whole week has been leading up to it. I'm RJ live in Las Vegas, live on a Friday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, all getting ready for best bets on Friday. Every game covered with at least one insight. Fezzik forced to bet seven games. How you feeling, Fez? Confident. You got your games locked in? I do. We made sure to make sure the lines are right? We did. All right. Last week you were two and five. I'm feeling pretty good. 100 bucks auto bat, laying 103. I figure either the audience will be like feeling bad for you or they'll be winning with you. Either way, we do fine. It's entertaining or we make money. I like that kind of hedge. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. We are pros. Jonas is a Joe, but he's my favorite in L.A., Jonas Knox. Always good to be here, RJ. And yes, as we are on the brink of week three in the NFL, the SEC starting up in college football and also a major playoff game in the NBA bubble coming up later on tonight. What is the Vegas lead here on this Friday? Mm, This is going to be a short lead. Let's go Thursday night, get past it. And then we can focus on making some money moving forward. Yeah, it was the uh, Miami Dolphins on the road. Underdogs going in, but winners coming out. 31-13 over the Jacksonville Jaguars on Thursday Night Football. Fez, number one takeaway. Jacksonville, Minshew, I don't like what I saw from him. The pressure was on. He got sacked four times. He was under duress throughout the game, and he did not respond well. Missed all his receivers on his longer routes, RJ so, Minshew. So this is you scouting the throws now? Oh, he had a guy wide open. I okay. mean, just wide open. Just So you you would have completed it half the time. Well, at least you say you wouldn't have. <laughs> I mean, that, that we wouldn't have believed. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, to what degree do we say – because if you look at Minshew over the course of the season now, three games, how do you judge that? Yeah, it's been, it's been good. It's a mixed bag now. You yeah, know? Obviously, right? But when you have a guy who was you know, one of the worst, if not the worst, starters coming in, and as we said, in my, it's my belief that I've never seen a quarterback so poorly pedigreed, meaning without anything on the resume, without having competition in camp. 
That's the distinction. There's been worse quarterbacks than Minshew, but usually they are desperate to get another guy in camp. Another reason some of us thought, you, for example, not me, that Jacksonville was tanking, but man, the results last night feel like what they would have been if Jacksonville was what you thought they were. Sure. And, you know, Jacksonville's center was out, their number one wide receiver was out, and maybe a quarterback that doesn't have that pedigree, like Minshew, has more trouble when everything is not in line for him. Straight out of Vegas, I'm RJ Bell. Jonas, what did you say? Uh, I saw the same thing. I, I actually, we've seen Ryan Fitzpatrick do this before where he has a really good game, and then who knows, next week he'll throw three, four picks. Like, it's just what he's done throughout the course of his career. Minshew looked really timid in the pocket. He looked like he was rushing stuff. Um, he just didn't trust anything downfield. A lot of it was underneath routes. His best receiver was out of the game, but that offense looked completely different than what it had looked the first couple weeks of the season. Now, Fez, almost on cue, Fitzpatrick, who you had ranked where starting the season? 16th. And then you downgraded him. I did. Had him down at 21st. And now just on cue, he has one of the best games of any quarterback this season. <laughs> QBR of 97. You're going to go right back up to 16, like a boot, the, boot, the Fez boomerang, as we call it? Well, I got to wait for everyone else to play, but he, he was magic this well, well, hold on last a night. You got to wait for everyone else to play. <laughs> so you figure they're going to uh, – you ever pitch quarters? No. Yeah. So I've made a lot of money. I mean, it sounds crazy. I've won thousands of dollars pitching quarters. Billy Walters once lost his house pitching quarters. He said that on our show here in town years ago. It's you throw a quarter against the wall, whoever's closest. Sometimes the guy pitches it first. It's up against the wall. You don't even trouble yourself. Now, we actually have it where you could actually have it uh, leaning on the wall. But at a certain point, you just say, you know, that, that looks pretty good. How many people – well, let me ask you. How many people do you think will have an over 97 QBR this week and Zero. Okay. So when you say, I got to wait, that means you didn't really think about it yet. Yes. Okay. A little honesty. R.J. Bell straight out of Vegas. Jones says, keep it moving. Well, let's do this quickly. The Dolphins otherwise. This is a team – remember now, Peter King said this team was going to win the division. You look at Buffalo, you look at New England, seems kind of ludicrous. Hey, you pick the underdog, you're going to – it's a long shot. So let's not be too hard on Peter King. But net-net, Miami's underperformed. Jonas, I'll start with you. And then, Fez, quickly, what do you see from the Dolphins? Other than Fitzpatrick's great performance – what do you see for the Dolphins in the next four or six games? I don't know. That's the problem. I, I really, I that's really, honest too. I, I really don't know what to make of the team because if they keep rolling Fitzpatrick out, one week you're going to get something, the next week you'll get something else, and I just don't know. I don't think they're a playoff team this year. I think they'll be improved. I don't think they're a playoff team. I think this is all about the long term, and at this point the storyline is when are we going to see Tua? Miami still can't run the ball, only three yards per rush from their uh, running back, and Fitz contributed mightily with his rollouts. It was all Fitz. I'm still not impressed with the Dolphins' offense. So why did you have him all the way at 22 then? If, he can, if, if the whole offense can be on this dude's shoulders and he went to Harvard, why is he at 22? Probably overreacted to that horrible game against New England where he threw three picks. Boomerang! That's the Fezzik. <laughs> I mean, it really is. It's almost predictable. Now, woo, and then it comes back and hits you right in the eye, and you get three stitches, and you have that scar later. You know what I'm saying? I think. <laughs> All right, Jonas. Let's jump quickly to the NBA, and then I'm going to give that trend. 
And remember, guys, I don't tout trends. This thing, you got to hear it. But let's do the NBA first. Yeah, last night, Western Conference Finals. The Lakers are one game away from the NBA Finals in Orlando. A 114-108 win over the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, Dwight Howard inserted in the starting lineup. 11 rebounds in 23 minutes. Takeaway, Fez. Yeah, the Lakers were serious about the rebounds. Remember, they got out-rebounded by 19 the prior game. Not enough effort, and Howard really gave them a spark. Lakers win the rebounding battle by eight. I think that was a really good coaching move by Vogel, putting Howard in the starting lineup instead of McGee. So your takeaway is they won the game, and they had eight more rebounds. Well, I think the rebounds was a good uh, measure of effort. The Lakers had an all-in type of effort in this game versus a questionable effort the game before. You know, it's too busy to talk about this, but like the NBA playoffs, you know, they say, yep, game four, I think we're going to try hard. You know, game three, we didn't really. But, you know, it's only the conference finals. It's like, if you don't play hard in the conference finals every game, like... I get it. Obviously, they don't. Not just the Lakers, any of these teams. But how can that be? It's like I can't imagine. Like, you think about it. At most, there's going to be 15 games in a season that are as big as this. So you could say maybe a deciding game in the early playoffs. Maybe one or two regular season games. And then all the finals games if you make it. So it's like one of the top 10 or 12 games no matter what. And you can't get up 10 or 12 times a year for those conference titles? I mean, it just makes no sense. Well, when the Lakers were up two games to oh, I think they exhaled and said, you yeah, know, we got this. Well, I know and, that's what they and did. That, I'm and that was that's, the game they weren't. I'm saying that's ludicrous is what I'm saying. Is that the, I get the regular season. It's February. It's a back-to-back. Jonas, I mean... <laughs> Look at you. You don't even mail in shows. <laughs> I mean, for, I mean, he doesn't. This guy never mails it in. How Do you look at that, and does it make you like the sport less, I guess, or like following these players less? Um, I, I haven't seen the giveaway games as much as we would normally see in a normal situation. If you remember, I think it was Cavs-Celtics a couple years ago. It was the Eastern Conference Finals. It was like every other game was a blowout. I think it was the same thing in, in Warriors-Cavs in the Finals. And and to me, that just wasn't entertaining to watch. Like I, I would like a you know a nail biter. Game seven of, of Cavs Warriors was really fun down to the down to the stretch. But other than that, it was blowout one game, blowout the next. Blow it just it kept this topsy turvy sort of back and forth where one team just gives up early on. I haven't seen as much of it in the bubble, but yeah, I'm not a bit, I'm not a fan of that. All the, I think any anyway. of it is too much. Myself in the playoffs. Yeah, that's my point. But you know what? I'm not critiquing Jonas, but he went a little long there. So he's forcing me (laughs) to say, I'm going to take my trend. Now, this was not planned, I promise. We're going to take that trend you can't miss, put it as the very first thing next. Plus, we do it every week. Feedback's been great. Literally every game, we give you at least one thing to think about before you bet or before you watch. That's coming up next, but first straight out of Vegas is brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone is America's number one battery destination. No matter what battery problems you're dealing with, you can find your battery solution at AutoZone. Next time you're having starting trouble, start at AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone, AutoZone. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas!
Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will take a closer look at every single game on the NFL slate this Sunday. Yes, it's a challenge, but we're going to do it, and we're going to do it. How? Because I'm going to go quickly through here and say, hey, fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audience is double. Thank you so much. Great football season. We're in the middle of it. A Friday. You can listen to podcasts. Just search for Straight Out of Vegas, a weekend to catch up before the Sunday games. In Las Vegas, 100 degrees exactly. The neon is pumping. So, RJ, let's get it started. And with this being straight out of Vegas, it's only You know, Jonas, though, I did, I did promise the trend. Okay, that is true. I All mean, right, very oh, wait, good. do you want to tease it to the net? No, 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 no. Here it is, guys. <laughs> Here it is. Winning in the NFL is a buy-low proposition. Another way to say it is be a contrarian. When... Barney at the bar, Freddie Fanny Pack, when they're all on one side and Fez is over there and Jonas and they're talking, you want to be over with me with all the, you know, let's be honest, guys that look more like Fez, but the people who don't like people because they don't want to bet with other people. You know why? Because other people make, make it expensive. So here's the trend. Teams that start out 2 or 0-2 oh straight up, so zero wins. And 0-2 against the spread. 0-0. Last 10 years, they've won 65% against the spread. That's over 48 games. Last 30 years, three decades. Were you carving that in your arm, Faz? <laughs> I mean, it's, like, it's like you got a knife going in prison here. This is going to change after, you know, you might want to leave it a little small. It's going to change after Sunday. Last 30 years, 61% against the spread, over 131 games. Here's the teams this week. Lions, Panthers. Now, you're going to get a trend here. You might be saying mentally P.U. with every one of these. Lions. Panthers, Jets, Eagles, Texans, Vikings. None of them sound appealing, right? That's why they should be appealing to the contrarians. All right, baby, let's do it. All right, let's get it started. And we start at Foxborough where the Raiders are on the road at the Patriots. And right now, New England is a five and a half point favorite on pregame.com. Here's the shocker of shockers to me. This was a line move that was shocking. The line was six and a half. Everyone I knew liked New England. Boom, boom, got banged down to five and a half. Who's betting the Raiders here? Someone with big money and someone sharp. Fez, you got seven picks to make. I'm against that money. I'm on New England minus the five and a half. It's all about Cam Newton, number 16 rated quarterback in the league in QBR. That's where I have him rated. RJ, you predicted this. Cam Newton is an upgrade for the for this team. I think you're right about that. He did miss a key pass late, and Seattle has such a bad defending the pass. I think there might be a little fugazi in Cam right now. Speaking of teams traveling from out west all the way to out east, it is the Rams at the Bills. Buffalo, a one-point favorite. Okay, so here's the thing. There's Rams money here for sure. I like the Bills. Here's the thinking, though. Rams, they were three-point underdogs at home versus Dallas in week one up until midweek. Then the Rams money started coming in. 
that means Dallas was perceived to be five points better. Right? Home field, and then you know only two points during COVID, and three more. That's five. Now, Dallas since got crushed for most of the game by Atlanta, and the Rams went into a Philly team. We don't know how bad this team is. And the Rams game was a coin flip against Dallas. I mean, maybe 60-40 Rams. So now you think, okay, we're going to Buffalo, who has played really well. Though they didn't cover the spread, it was a fluke. They dominated game one, they dominated and covered, and they dominated game two. The two best passing days in the history of the Bills quarterback literally were game one and game two for Josh Allen. I don't see how these teams are clearly sh- or how the market's saying the Rams are better, but that's where the real money is. What do you got, Fess? I'm on Buffalo, and I agree with you. Against these, the money again. Against the money again. These are pretty comparable teams, but the spot is so good for Buffalo the second straight week that the Rams have to fly out from the West Coast to the East Coast. The Steelers are four-point favorites hosting the Texans. Remember, Fez only has seven picks. He's already got two of them. 100 bucks a crack. I think the line tells the story here. Houston, you think 0-2. This team had a 7.5 win total. Pittsburgh was like nine, nine and a half, right? Yes. And the line's only four? And Pittsburgh started 2-0? This is a massive amount of respect for Houston. I'm not sure if it's not warranted, meaning it might be, and here's why. They only got outgained collectively by the best two teams in football by about 110 yards. Collectively, two games, and they're minus three in turnovers, which is lucky in the long run, meaning it's luck to not be minus three, so it was bad luck, but that you don't indict a team over bad luck. Thus, in my opinion, Houston's underrated, but boy, this line accounts for it, meaning it's saying Houston is underrated by the public, but the betting market is rating Houston mighty high. Finally, Pittsburgh, pro football focus, the worst offensive line for the run in the entire NFL. You hear a lot of talk about how good Pittsburgh's O-line is. They've gotten old. Titans at the Vikings, Tennessee, a two-and-a-half-point favorite. This is another example with the Vikings of a team who's been drastically downgraded. And there's always that time with a team where everyone collectively says, yeah, yeah, they stink. And the Vikings last week, there were some people that still believed in them. Now, me, I bet the Colts. Vez? (laughs) Vikings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to me... There's no one that believes in the Vikings anymore, which means it's probably the time to look to play them. Obviously, the Vikings are one of these teams, 0-2 straight up, 0-2 against the spread. Zimmer is a really good coach, and this line is a drastic adjustment from where it was. Fez, where was this line even a couple weeks ago? It was back at Pick'em. Yeah, so literally the game's Pick'em, and now we got Minnesota getting three? Yes, I mean, I know there's been an adjustment. That might be too much. The Bengals are at the Eagles. Philly is a four and a half point favorite on pregame.com. Another one of these, like, oh my, how bad is Philly? And don't forget, Philly is in Philadelphia where they boo Santa Claus. And you have to wonder what kind of pressure. I heard Peterson, coach, talking, saying it seemed like being very critical of Carson Wentz. And I get it. Objectively, maybe he deserves it, but the coach usually isn't like that. And everyone was saying, oh, they used the quarterback as the number, you know, second round pick. That was a mistake. No, maybe it was 
prescient. Maybe it was them saying, you know, Wentz is missing something and we're going to need to replace him. That plus the injuries. I mean, Philly started about as bad as we can imagine. And look at this line. Cincy, the worst team in football just last year. Where do you got Cincy on your power ratings, Fez? Cincy is number 30. So two teams worse. And somehow, if we give home two points, we're saying Philly's only two and a half points better than Cincy? I'm on Philly. The value's there, minus the four and a half. The Bengals overrated. They covered against Cleveland Thursday night. In that game, the Bengals gained four yards per play. Cleveland almost eight. The Falcons are three-point favorites hosting the Bears. To me, this is all about the coach. And people might say, oh, wow, they lost big uh, after being up, or they lost a big game after being up Atlanta, you know, that means they're, they're, they're going to be devastated. Oh, no. If you look at the trends, if a team scores a ton of points, like 37 or more, and loses, they actually do very well the next week against the spread. And if a team gives up a double-digit lead or even a 17-plus point lead, they do pretty well the next week. So wherever the normal, typical humans hanging out on their couches eating Fritos, they might say, between munches, I'm not. That'd be demoralizing. Probably wouldn't say that. <laughs> They'd probably say, I'd have trouble getting out of bed. <laughs> well, these players, these players are saying, oh, no, this is when we step up. And to me, I, I don't love Atlanta here, but with the – because I do think the coach is on the way out at this point. I mean – Two weeks in, and I'm hearing a lot of people saying, Dan Quinn's got to go. And I don't mean fans. I mean people in the league. And that causes me pause. But don't just fade Atlanta thinking, oh, they were devastated. The Frito crowd thinks that, but not the professional athletes. The Indianapolis Colts are 11.5-point favorites hosting the Jets. All right. First, we want to talk about Sam Darnold for a second. Not good. Not good. And this is kind of inside baseball, but consider this. Everyone at once in the media turned on Sam Darnold. I've talked to Colin about this on our podcast, so this is not talking out of school. It's like I could not understand his love affair with Sam Darnold. No matter what he did, it was like this one throw in the third quarter was against the wind, and he almost completed it. (laughs) It was like that talk. And to me, I didn't see it. And there were studies done in this offseason that said after two years, this is what you are, and there's only so much you can get beyond that as a quarterback typically. And that meant Sam Darnold was going to be out of the league in a couple years based on projections. I don't know about that, but I can tell you this. I've never seen the media turn on a guy so fast. It was almost like there was a memo. I always joke with Jonas that, oh, he's getting on that media email list that that says what you're supposed to say. I don't know if there is one, but I tell you, whatever kind of inside info there is, and when I say inside info, I mean scouts, I mean maybe coaches from the team that got their favorite media guys, the story has turned. It went from, just wait, Darnold's going to be good. He did have mono to this guy is maybe not going to be starting here before too long. I'm not saying with the Jets. I'm saying next season. That makes me very pessimistic about the Jets because they used to love them. Now they don't. They got to know something. 
The L.A. Chargers are six-and-a-half-point favorites hosting the Carolina Panthers. The question is, how does Carolina react to losing maybe the most valuable non-quarterback McCaffrey in the NFL? And some people say, Fez, you got him worth one-and-a-half. Yes. And there's only two other players worth one-and-a-half. Michael Thomas and Donald. uh, Defensive tackle, yes. And some think he's worth more. So one and a half to the low point. Now, does Carolina say, oh, you know, we're kind of in a rebuilding year anyway? Or do they play super, super hard? Of all the teams on this list of 0-2, straight up 0-2 against the spread, Lions, Panthers, Jets, Eagles, Texans, Vikings, the one team that I don't hate betting or doesn't have a skewed line, meaning I want to bet Texans, but the line is crazy. I'm not getting the value. I wouldn't mind betting the Eagles. I'm not getting the value. The one team would be Panthers. I think they're probably still playing hard. And I have a feeling losing McCaffrey is going to be something that they rally around. I'm not sure, though, but I do think the reaction to McCaffrey is the key. The Lions are in the desert to take on the Cardinals. And right now, Arizona is a five-and-a-half-point favorite on pregame.com. Fez did a study on this one. Hit it quick, Fez. First half, second half of the Lions. Yeah, under Patricia, the Lions are actually – an average team in the first half. In the first half, an average team. What's their point differential? Zero. So this is his entire multiple years. Zero as in they're an even team, which means a 500 team, they score as many as they give up. Yes. In the second half. They get outscored, the Lions do, by four points on average per game. So if you extrapolate that out to eight points a game, where would that rank in the NFL? Be One of the bottom five, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So think about this, everyone. In the first half, this is two plus years now. In the first, that's right, Patricia. Two, yes. In the first half, Detroit's an eight and eight team. In the second half, they're a three and thirteen team. So, if you want to bet on them, bet on them in the first half. If you want to bet against them, bet against them in the second half. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers are a five and a half point favorite at the Broncos. I kind of like Tampa here. It's probably surprising. Here's why. Road favorites, you have one major concern. How do they do with their focus? Because they're playing a team that is much, they're much better than. That's why they're a road favorite. Question is, do they stay focused? If you get a road favorite off a bye, they do exceptionally well, shockingly well. Why? Because they're focused, because they had the week off. Were they going to be looking, you know, this is it. Tampa Bay will be focused this week. Tom Brady won't let him not be. And they realized they haven't played all that well the first two games. They lost against the spread against the Saints and the game. And they got lucky to cover last week, late four net breakaway. I mean, that was 10% at best, right? I think right around 8%, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Th- there you go, 8%. So you think about it, they should be 0-2 against the spread. They know they're underperforming. I think you're going to get a focus. Tampa team and with Denver – not only losing Locke for this time, not only Von Miller not that long ago, but 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 the Cortland uh, Sutton. Sutton. Yeah. Yes, Cortland Sutton, their best receiver, also gone. I feel like if there's ever going to be a post-traumatic stress-type <laughs> situation, it will be this one game. They'll come back. I think it's a tough spot for Denver. I don't love Tampa overall. I like him in this spot. A couple of teams coming off thrilling victories last week. It's the Cowboys at the Seahawks. Seattle, a five-point favorite. Here's the – oh, Faz, you got this one. Well, you, you can hit it and tell us, and I'll go from there. 
All right, I'm on Dallas here. I get it. Dallas, that was an ugly game against Atlanta, but Dallas was minus three in turnovers, and they had two failed fake punts, so effectively a minus five. If you're even in the game with a minus five in turnovers, you're doing something right. I'm on Dallas. Okay, so the line is five. Home field should be two because it's still COVID situation, obviously with the crowds. So Seattle, I see it. The only thing I wonder is, and I was listening to the Middlecoff pod that Colin has on his network, and this is a a former scout, and he said that that Nolan, their deep Mike Nolan, is a coach that literally couldn't get hired as a defensive backs coach by another team. That he was a head coach at one point, he's older, games pass him by. Now that's Middlecoff's perspective. But think about this now. I'm not in a position to judge DCs, but what I know is I can judge performance. I can't judge their X's and O's. But when you got a guy that can, who doesn't have any great desire to badmouth people, I mean, so he's not like a bomb thrower, I think it's probably generally true. And what do we know about the Cowboys? The Cowboys always seem to underperform on the wins and losses versus their stats. Last year they had stats that were what? A 10 and 6, 11 and 5 team. Yes. They were 8 and 8. Jerry Jones and his approach works in some ways, other ways not so much. I think Nolan being a defensive coordinator maybe not up for the task is another example of the Cowboys making mistakes that are kind of opposite of Belichick. You think of Belichick and Cowboys? They seem opposite. Belichick wins. What do the Cowboys do? They lose. I don't bet with losers. And finally, we go to Sunday Night Football where the Saints are three-point favorites hosting the Packers. So finally, validation. All of the talk about, and Drew Brees, he stinks. Okay. Green Bay started about as hot as any team has in the last five years, Fez? Yes. I mean, you look at the rankings, they're one at almost everything. Now, home field here should be two? Mm Mm-hmm. So this is saying the Saints, without their most important player, in fact, one of the three most important players that are non-quarterbacks in the entire NFL. Michael Thomas. He's worth a point and a half. Yes. This line at three is saying the Saints are not just one point better because three is such a valuable number. Let's call it two points better. Yes. Is that fair? So now we're saying three and a half points better than Green Bay. If they had Michael Thomas. How could that be if Drew Brees is so bad? Couldn't be. Impossible. Who are you betting? I'm on New Orleans. Oh, so you love Drew Brees. <laughs> Minus the three. I still have Brees as a top 10 quarterback. And hey, Green Bay's best wide receiver, Adams, might not play as well. And how much is that worth? He's worth a point. <laughs> and if they lose, you're going to downgrade him a point. Oh, I, w- I won't. So Fez, Fez's picks, New England, Buffalo. Your best bet is coming up on the San Fran Giants game. That's at the end of the show. You've got... Oh, I'm giving a bonus best bet because Monday night's my best, best, best bet. The best of the best bets. But I'm going to give a bonus on Cleveland, Washington. Not only the side, but the total. A parlay. Jonas might enjoy that one. But you also have that game. And you got Philly, Dallas, New Orleans. So, so far, five picks. New England, Buffalo, Philly, Dallas, New Orleans. Two to go. That's really what's happening. We'll get to those best bets. 
Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell. The entire week led up to this. We gave you all the prep information. What is Fezzik's best bet? We're going to find out, and I'm giving you a bonus parlay. That's next. That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted, and it's money-making time next here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. So, RJ, it is double barrel best bet time here on Straight Out of Vegas. And we start with Steve Fezzik, and he will be talking Giants 49ers this Sunday. Best bet on the Giants, plus the three and a half, and it's all about San Francisco being devastated by injuries. They were already injured going into week two, and now Jimmy G goes down. I've got just Jimmy G to Nick Mullins being a four-point downgrade right there. Okay, so do you feel like the market agrees with you? The market does not agree with me. They feel Jimmy G is worth a little less than four points. How much? What do you mean a little less? Three points. That's not a little. That's 25% of the value. Yes. So when you say four and they say three, it's not a little less. It's 25% less. Yes. And it's not just Jimmy G that's injured. Obviously, injuries all over. So hold on a second. Mm -hmm. Betting the Giants, based on your rationale, Jimmy G's absence hurts you, correct? Meaning you're saying Jimmy G's worth more than you. They're paying you three points in exchange for Jimmy G, right? Yes. And you think Jimmy G's worth four. So you're already a point behind right now. No, I'm a point ahead. Because How are you a point ahead? Because I think he's worth even more than the market does, him being out. And, and that's the thing. If he was worth more, this line would be lower, right? So well, they no, adjusted it down three points. Well, there's other injuries they're adjusting but, but, for. But hold well. on. I, I understand that. But you I just said Jimmy G as if he was beginning and compounding your case. He hurts your case, Right. Yes. Because, so, <laughs> did you know that? Or <laughs> did you know that? Or, and you were just trying to, like, blow past it by saying, no, it helps me. Or which one was it? Did you know and you tried to blow past it or you didn't realize it? Tried to blow past it. So you're trying to deceive the country. Jonas, you ever think about how thankful you are I'm here? I mean, I try and deceive the country on overnights all the time. I know, but I mean, there's not money involved, right? <laughs> but here's the thing. I, I actually like your side, but let's. you think Jimmy G's worth more. So but the handicapping that's guiding us to this pick thinks the market is screwing us and how much we're being compensated for for Jimmy G. Whereas the line would be, let's say, six and a half without him. You think the line should have been adjusted more. All right. Now, you're going to try to make up for that. Go. Yeah. With the other injuries to San Francisco, D-line cluster injuries, Bosa, Solomon Thomas, D. Ford, et cetera. And there's other injuries. All right. So, everyone knows this. So, let's slow down. Mm -hmm. Is I agree with Fez in the following way. The fact that the cluster injuries. Now, you hear that now, and I'm seeing other people pick that phrase up. And it's good because it's an important concept. Think about... (sighs) I mean, think about a restaurant, and a restaurant has, let's say, a couple good servers. They got a couple good cooks. Now, one of the cooks is out for vacation. All right, Jonas next Tuesday's out, right? (laughs) One guy's gone. We'll be okay. Won't be as good. But imagine if 
Jonas is gone and I'm gone. And Fez is here. I mean, it might be the last day of the show. Oh, dear. And it's the same, <laughs> it's the same thing when it comes to D-line. Okay, one guy's out. It hurts you. But backup goes in fine. But now if you get the backups of the backups and they're thin – and now you got guys who are like third backups weren't even on the team a week ago. That's when it gets to be multiple points. And San Fran has that on the D-line especially. And at receiver, yes. All right. Now, I also think Giants, you could say they don't have Barkley, and they don't. But in my opinion, Mr. Daniel Jones with time, and he should have time against the 49ers with that decimated D-line, the crippled D-line, some would say, I think it's a good spot for him, and I think he'll throw more because Barkley's not here, which is probably a good thing. So your pick is? Best bet, New York Giants plus three and a half. I agree with I saved you there, but I agree with the pick, and that's one of your seven with me. Yes. All right, RJ, your best bet is in the Washington-Cleveland game this Sunday. This is a, We'll call this a bonus parlay because I actually think if Cleveland wins and covers, which I expect – that it goes under. Here's the rationale. I don't think Cleveland has any great desire to run up any scores. I think they want to establish they're a running team. They know Baker Mayfield's not going to take them to the Super Bowl on his back, but they got a lot of talent. And if they can establish we're going to smash you in the mouth, that's a good thing. And I also know this, Baker hates pressure. And Washington's D-line can put pressure on, again, another reason to run. So I do like the under. What's the latest number you've seen on FS? Latest number, 45. Under 45, and I like Cleveland. You like Cleveland, too. You got 20 seconds. Yeah, and it's all about Dwayne Haskins. He put up 27 against Philly, but those were all short drives. Dwayne Haskins, overrated. Not a lot of points for Washington. Overrated? I think everyone thinks he's the worst quarterback. How do you think he's overrated? <laughs> he's, he's even worse than the he's worst? He's the worst by margin. <laughs> all right. Last thing. No one's talking, or very few talking about it, but the best lineman for Washington, his last name's Sh- uh, Scherf? Is that yes. how you Yeah, sure. He's a guard. He's out. It's a big deal. This line is now decimated. I like under, and I like Cleveland in a parlay. We are straight out of Vegas. If you missed any of today's show, including multiple best bets to get you ready for the football weekend, go to foxsportsradio.com and check out the podcast. We are back on Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio, and as always, on the iHeartRadio app. Straight out of Vegas! 